live from our studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina, Fox Sports Spartanburg presents Start Your Engines. Here is your race team for today. Show producer Ronnie Black, author and veteran motorsports journalist Deb Williams, local action from winning car builder and owner Alan Hill, former NASCAR team manager and author Greg Moore. And here is your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author Perry Allen Wood. And good morning and welcome to Start Your Engines on a gorgeous Saturday morning in Spartanburg, South Carolina. And hopefully wherever you are around the world, you're uh, enjoying an equally beautiful Saturday morning yourself. We uh, have a great show for you planned this morning with a special guest at 11 o'clock, Buzz McKim, who was the original curator of the NASCAR Hall of Fame in Charlotte. He uh, has a resume that, you know, most people in our business would uh, would kill for. It's uh, very impressive. He's an artist, an author, a broadcaster, because he has his own show on um, Fridays from... Well, I'm not sure what time. I think from 12 to 2 or something like that. But he broadcasts from a gorgeous restaurant called the North Turn, which is situated on the beach in Daytona where the old North Turn used to be, uh, which actually was the first and second turn. Well, it depends on where the starting line was, of course. But it's the the turn where the beach ran back onto the the two-lane blacktop, which was actually highway a1a and uh, there's a restaurant there called the north turn and that's where buzz does his show but buzz has been a good friend of mine for a long time and greg's and he's uh he's going to come on and talk to us at 11 o'clock we have a mystery guest later on after that and uh hopefully that will uh, take place it should and talk about that a little bit later when uh the mystery guest gets here hopefully we are short a few people today. In fact, this will be the second week in a row that I've done the show by myself and the third time in history. Greg is uh, doing some sheet time. I'm not sure he'll be back for maybe even the next couple of weeks. I- I'm not sure. But, Greg, we're thinking about you, keeping you, in, keeping you in our prayers, and hopefully you'll get back to us as soon as possible. Um big reason for that is i don't know how long i can keep getting us guests um i'm so far i've uh, been able to do it while uh, he is uh recovering and we will uh continue to do the best we can but the ones we've had are quality people and we will continue to do that as uh as we have to but greg we certainly want you back as soon as possible our other uh, member, Ronnie Black. Ronnie is uh, doing what I did every time I wanted to, and that is uh, a family matter come up, and you have to uh, bow out of the show for that week. And actually, Ronnie is at a track meet. Uh, not sure who all the participants are. Obviously, Burns is one of them because his granddaughter is a javelin thrower. I think she may do the shot put as well. But she's uh, he sent me a 
video this morning, in fact, just a few minutes ago, of her throwing the javelin. And I tell you what, it looks very impressive. Uh, she is in second place. Hopefully she'll get the first place. And I believe she may be. I'm not sure about this, and I shouldn't say it if I'm not sure, but she's maybe in the ninth grade or something, but she's with the varsity. So uh, she must be pretty good to move up to the varsity from uh, – I know she moved up to the varsity. I'm not sure what grade she's in. I figured maybe the ninth, but she's uh, doing very well throwing the javelin, and it's uh, much better to be the javelin thrower than the javelin catcher. I don't think they have the catcher anymore because it was uh, they had to go through too many of them. But anyway, I, you know, when I was in high school uh, a long time ago, 50 years ago, we didn't even have javelin. We did have the shot put and the discus, but we didn't have javelin. I think maybe uh, somebody along the line had been injured or maybe worse. I'm not sure. It's a long time ago, but they just didn't have javelin in high school sports. But obviously it's back, and that's what Ronnie's out doing this morning is watching his granddaughter throw the javelin and then more power to him. I don't blame him a bit. I do the same thing. So um, with that aside, we will press on and talk about auto racing there's a lot of it this weekend uh not as much as we're going to have when we get more deeper into the summer we have of course nascar with uh all three series running with the actually the trucks ran last night and we'll get to that in just a second but of course cup is running tomorrow and xfinity today with a Jeremy Clements, we'll talk about Jeremy. They had the week off, so hopefully any gremlins that they've had with their car, which, uh, you know, they, they had their worst their worst, worst race of the season last weekend when uh, they had a battery or an uh, alternator or, or some type of uh, electrical problem. So uh, Ronnie just texted me and said that she's in the seventh grade at Landrum Middle School. So for her to be throwing the javelin with the varsity, that's that's a, that's a pretty big uh, step for a seventh grader. And she looked good doing it from the video he, he sent me. So uh, congratulations, and hopefully uh, second place is just uh, one place short of where she's going to end up today. But getting back to auto racing, we have NASCAR, of course, Trucks ran last night, Xfinity today, Cup tomorrow. And I guess the other big one would be the IMSA World Sports Car Championship, which, of course, we follow very, very closely with Mike Hill, who's the shop foreman at Whelan uh, Engineering, the Cadillac team, and they at Action, Motors, Action, uh, Action Express Motorsports. And they are out in Long Beach for the Grand Prix of Long Beach today, which will be at 5 o'clock. And they're fresh off a win in the uh, 12 hours of Sebring. Now, the race today is like most of the races that they have with the, the um, sports car championship when, with only uh, it was like a two-hour race. And most of them are two-hour races. You've got the 24 hours of Daytona. You've got the 12 hours of Sebring, and uh, 
I think they have a six-hour race at Watkins Glen and then maybe another 12-hour to finish the season at Road Atlanta. But most of them are two-hour races, and they're timed races, and it's, you know, it fits neatly into a television package. So that will be today at 5 o'clock. I know that they qualified not that great, but, you know, the race hasn't started yet, and they were running in fourth place uh, at Sebring with 13 minutes to go when the first three guys took each other out. So they ended up winning that one, and maybe uh, maybe they won't need that kind of uh, incredible luck this week. Hopefully they'll uh, sort out. I mean, you know, they're starting seventh. There's eight cars in their category, which is the – the Daytona prototype, the the big cars, the the highest level, and uh, you know who knows. I mean, they're only fractions of a second apart from the fastest to the slowest of those eight cars. So, I don't th- I don't think there's any uh, uh, big mystery in the fact that they can gain just a little bit of time here, a little bit of time there. Pipo Durani's a great driver, and hopefully they'll be able to move up. So um, that'll be at 5 o'clock today. They qualified yesterday. And tomorrow, I think this is very interesting, the uh, IndyCars race in what is also called the Acura Grand Prix of Long Beach. And they race at 3 o'clock head-to-head directly against the NASCAR race, which, of course, is at Martinsville. So I think it will be very interesting to see who has the highest ratings, I'm pretty sure it'll be the NASCAR race, but I'm telling you what, the IndyCar has put on a heck of a show, and I'll be I'll be switching back and forth. And if I had to if I had to choose one and couldn't watch the other one, you know, I I may very well watch the IndyCar race because those guys get it on, and on these uh, road courses, which mostly they race on, and this is a not only a road course, this is a street course on the Long Beach, which they've been running on, you know, for I should have looked it up, but, you know, 40 years probably uh, would not be uh, too far off. It's very narrow, very fast, and uh, and very historic. There's been a lot of, a lot of uh, races there over the years, and IndyCar has run there. They've had the Formula One cars for the U.S. Grand Prix there, and it's, you know, a well-established street course. And I'm looking forward very much to seeing that race. Uh, tomorrow, I'll be switching back and forth. I'll probably tape the IndyCar race and watch most of the NASCAR race because I realize that that's where our our fan base is mostly originates here in the southeast. So we concentrate more on NASCAR than anything else. But I tell you, the other racing is great. The, the WeatherTech Sports Car Championship is, is outstanding. The IndyCars are just, uh, you know, the Indianapolis 500 is coming up pretty soon, you know, a month away, a little over a month away. And it's, as far as I'm concerned, the greatest race in the world. And so we cover everything the best that we can. And um, we will continue to watch the IndyCars, the sports cars, ARCA, Formula One. They're off. Now, Formula One actually was supposed to have the uh, Chinese Grand Prix this weekend. Now, the Chinese Grand Prix is in uh, Shanghai. 
the Chinese Grand Prix was canceled. So that gave um, the, the Formula One guys a lot of extra time off. In fact, they have just a few days short of a month off, and the um, formula, and uh, and so they don't race again for several weeks. I'll uh, have that for you in just a minute, but I know that they, uh, the next race for them will be at the end of April. They've already been off for two weeks, so at the end of April they'll go to Azerbaijan at Baku for the um, Azerbaijan Grand Prix, but that will be April. Of, uh, I'll get the date here shortly. I think it's like April the 30th or whatever the Sunday is. But they've been off for two weeks, and they're off for a couple of more weeks. So the Chinese Grand Prix being canceled today, and it was it wasn't can it was scheduled for tomorrow, but it was canceled months ago. Uh, you know, back before the season ever started. So it gave those guys months off, and since they travel to a different country every week, they uh, they can probably use it. So. Uh, they will be running uh, Formula One a couple of weeks from now. But as I said, we try to cover all the different series, and we're very uh, we're very tickled to uh, to be able to do that for you. I like watching all of them. Sometimes uh, the Grand Prix comes on early in the morning on Sunday, and I kind of like to sleep in on Sunday, so I will. Uh, record that one and watch it later and i'm right now fumbling through my papers looking for the results of the truck race which is not popping up right away it was last night and they actually run two truck races since the last time we talked about them and i may have to pull it up on my phone because i don't i don't see my uh paperwork here for the trucks but that's okay it's not okay but that's it is what it is so uh we will uh, get to the trucks for sure after um, after I have to do a little research. I obviously printed it out and left it on the computer back at home. So not going to worry about that too much. But we will mention a couple of notes that we will talk to Deb about when she, uh, when she comes on in about a minute. Uh, there's some news in NASCAR, and it's not all good. In fact, it uh, starts out pretty bad with Cody Ware who drives the number 51 for where um, racing was arrested this week for uh, attempting to strangle a woman. And so he is in pretty deep trouble for that. We'll talk to Deb a little bit more about that. Jimmy Johnson's been inducted into the Hall of Fame, uh, the International Motorsports Hall of Fame, So, uh, with uh, along with nine other people. And we'll get into all of that very shortly. Uh, we will have the results of the truck race as soon as I can dig them up. <laughs> I don't know what I did with them. I guess I did leave it back at home. But they ran last night and Corey Heim won it. I can tell you that. I'm not I kick, uh, they ran at Martinsville the week before and I'm kind of thinking Kyle, uh, Kyle Bush won that one. So let me figure all of that out and we'll come back. Let's take a break. Talk to Talk to Deb Williams when we come back, and maybe she'll uh, maybe she'll give us a little extra time this week. So you're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. 
Start your engines. We'll be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. The attorneys at Carolina Law Group are your local injury attorneys. They will always fight for you and aren't scared of the big insurance companies. The best part about Carolina Law Group is that they are local, located here in Spartanburg. And when you call Carolina Law Group, you will always speak with an attorney like Nahar Patel, who was recently voted as best injury attorney in the upstate, or attorneys Matthew Whitehead and Mitchell Bird, who were finalists for best trial attorney. The Carolina Law Group is aggressive and loyal and will fight for you. Call today, 864-757-5555, or visit thecarolinalawgroup.com. You already know Palmetto Spirits is the place to go for wine, fine bourbons, and home bar essentials. But Palmetto Spirits is also the perfect place to pick up your favorite local craft brews like R.J. Rockers, crowd-pleasing Budweiser brands, and world-famous imports like Stella Artois, Modelo, and Corona. Whether you're in search of the ideal wine pairing or the ideal gift, Jim and the staff at Palmetto Spirits will get it in your hands. Palmetto Spirits, located at the corner of Reedville and Anderson Mill Roads. Weekdays at 3 p.m. It's Spartanburg County's longest-running radio show. The sports voice across the region for nearly 20 years. There is no substitute for decades of experience. Talking everything local, from high school football and basketball to Carolina and Clemson. It's open mic. And we have the studs. With Ryan Clary, Alex Smith, and Anthony Greer. Don't miss a moment beginning weekdays at 3 on Fox Sports Spartanburg 98.3. Make Phillips and Long Fuel Chesney your source for propane in Spartanburg County. They offer propane for hot water heaters, cooking, and heat. They can fill your grill tank and get you ready for grilling season. Not only do they sell propane, but they sell a large variety of propane accessories such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane. If your propane tank is running low, call and they'll have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel, located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. The BMW Charity Pro-Am presented by TD Cinex has been a staple of the Upstate community for more than two decades. The BMW Charity Pro-Am brings the Upstate a fun and entertaining week centered around professional athletes and world-renowned celebrities and raises money and awareness for South Carolina charities. Tournament week this year is June 5th through 11th and includes golf clinics, concerts, a sustainability luncheon at Bon Secours Wellness Arena, a ladies' luncheon and golf clinic at Carolina Country Club and Chapman Cultural Center, the BMW Charity Pro-Am June 8th through 11th at Carolina Country Club and the Thornblade Club. While the weather is bad, get your gear ready now. Spartan Photo Center has the necessary tools to clean your cameras and lenses. They do mirrorless and DSLR sensor cleanings, and don't forget about your tripods. Spartan Photo Center stocks the quick releases to mount your camera to the tripod, as well as Manfrotto and Bogan tripod parts to fix the one you have. Or you can get a new Sure or Manfrotto tripod now before the weather turns nice and you need it. Don't forget Spartan Photo has camera bags, backpacks, and waterproof cases. Spartan Photo Center, 108 Garner Road, Spartanburg, or SpartanPhotoCenter.com. Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right. Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848. Hot town, summer in the city. Deb Williams is trackside and ready to go. 
what's going on at this week's big race. Now let's go live to death. And welcome back to Start Your Engines. How are you this morning, Deb? Just fine, thank you, even though it was quite a late night last night at the truck race. Yeah, it was. Uh, and they didn't get it finished either, did they? I, I didn't think they were expecting rain yesterday, but uh, obviously uh, I was wrong. And they didn't get a complete race, but Corey Heim was the winner. That's true. You always hate to see a race shortened by rain, but they had to get it in last night. And because they've got Xfinity today, and they got Cup on the track as well today, so it's uh can't really handle three series at one time at the Martinsville Speedway. Yes, and um, the well, let's back up just a little bit and talk about uh, last week. I thought it was very entertaining uh, at the dirt track at Bristol, the Cup race. Uh, I mean, I you know I, the dirt track racing uh, is is alive and well as far as I'm concerned. I thought it was. A very entertaining race, and I enjoyed it very much with uh, Kyle Larson being the winner. Uh, actually, Christopher Bell was the winner. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Christopher <laughs> Bell was the winner. I, I'm looking at I'm looking at one thing and thinking something else. Yes, and, he, and I didn't realize uh, until they showed some clips of him, and you're absolutely right, what a dope I am. Uh, he uh, He's quite an accomplished uh, dirt track racer in uh, open wheel and in uh, stock cars. Well, he really is. You know, he uh, won the Chili Bowl several times, and then actually it was the first time that all the drivers with dirt track backgrounds shined over there. The, the first six finishers have dirt racing backgrounds. But uh, you are correct. Of the three years, this year was the best dirt race. Yes, and um, it came down to uh, a caution flag late, but I think uh, I think uh, Christopher Bell had him pretty much covered anyway. Well, I think Kyle Larson probably would have been in there if he and Ryan Priest hadn't gotten into it, and that took him out. And Kyle Larson has a dirt track background as well, but um, it'll be interesting to see what goes forward. The jury's still out on whether or not the dirt race will continue and you know my personal opinion is they need to move it off the easter weekend we need to stop racing on easter weekend uh again like it had always been yeah and i'm probably a whole lot of people uh agree with you there um and they could you know after they they get started at daytona and run two or three four races uh i think it would do them well to to take a break and before they get into the into the meat of the season and late in uh, Memorial Day and the and the summer and everything. So yeah, I think that'd be a good idea. Well, you know, people want to be with their families, and even though they have the massive church service there at the track, and um, they piped that into the media center, and I thought Tim Tebow gave a wonderful sermon. You know, yeah, the fans can be with their families, but we can't be. So because we got to be there working and that's the way it is on you know when you're in sports and a sports writer people don't realize that your job is their entertainment so you're working and they're having fun yeah and I, that was interesting i did see where tim tebow uh 
uh, handled uh, the the um, religious duties. I don't know of a better way to put it. And um, how was that? I mean, Tim Tebow is uh, a, a, a larger-than-life figure, and how did he interact with the with the with the auto racers? I don't know that he's ever had that much um, contact with them before. Well, I thought the sermon was great, and they had a, a huge attendance. And, you know, other than what I saw on the TV monitor in the media center, I can't really comment on anything. I mean, in my mind, he's Tim Tebow, football player, and now he does the the ministry. So, um, but I thought it was quite good. Well, great. Um, I guess the bad news for the week was uh, the news about Cody Ware being arrested uh for uh, assault, I mean, he evidently, and it says misdemeanor assault on a female on uh, by strangu- strangulation, which really sounds more serious than a misdemeanor. I guess it, there's certain things that... Well, he got that, arrested again yesterday. Oh, really? Well, he tell- got arrested again yesterday for violating his terms of release from last week. And also having contact with the original victim. Okay. Um, well, I mean, was it like, let me talk to you about this for a minute, or he didn't attack again, did he? Or I mean, what's going on with him? I can't answer that. Pardon me? I can't answer that. Okay. I cannot answer that. All right. Well, uh, all I know is I got a text last night from another reporter that said that Cody Ware was arrested again today for violating his terms of release last week uh, well the terms of release that were given to him last week and for contacting the vic- the original victim that's all I know is what I got in the text from another reporter wow well I wonder if he got released is he still in jail or they I mean it looks like that would be a reason to uh, maybe uh, keep you behind bars for a while I'm sorry well, I mean, he's suspended from NASCAR. Right. Well, yeah, I knew I knew that, but I didn't know if he was still in jail or not, because when you violate... I, I don't know. I've been too busy to research that. Like I said, all I got was... All I know is what I was sending a text received from another reporter. Okay. Well, you said something just now that makes me wonder. What's... Um, what, what about the dirt race at uh, Bristol? Are they... Are there people dissatisfied with it, or is uh, uh, just a general opinion that it should be moved someplace else, or or what's with that? Because it sounded like it's kind of tentative, and I mean, I I didn't know if it would last forever or not. I never thought about it to tell you the truth, but it's uh, I, it sounds to me like from what you said that it's uh, it may not be back next year. Well, I thought it was quite interesting how Christopher Bell's attitude changed from Saturday to Sunday after he won the race. On Saturday, when we had our media availabilities, he said that if you're going to have a dirt race, it needed to be on a dirt track like Eldora. And then after he won the Bristol race on Sunday, he made the, he was asked again if he still had the same opinion, and he looked a little sheepishly, and he said, well... You know, Bristol race is good no matter whether it's concrete or dirt. Yeah. So a lot of the drivers, you know, first of all, you got to keep a driver's attitude in mind. A driver is 
always going to want what's best for him or her. And, you know, a lot of them feel like they have a better chance of winning on concrete than they do on dirt because they don't know how to race on dirt or they're not dirt racers or they don't like it. But it's all going to boil down to TV ratings and whether it's financially feasible or not for Bristol to keep doing it. Yeah, I, I, that's what I, it's going to boil down to. Yeah, and I actually didn't see the TV ratings, uh, and I usually check on that at some point uh, after the after the race. That were they up or down, or do you know? I don't know. I haven't heard. Okay. Well, let's get our picks in since uh, you're only going to do 20 minutes with us today, which is great. That's uh, uh, 20 minutes uh, more than we would have had if you hadn't come on, and I, we love having you on the show. Now, I will let you pick next, but I can tell you that Ryan, uh, Ronnie has already picked Kyle, uh, uh, Kyle Bush, and I haven't heard from anybody else. I know who I would like to pick, but I'll let you go next. And you, no, oh, you go ahead and pick. You go ahead and pick. Well, I'll pick, I'll pick Chase Elliott. I think he may come back from his, uh, from his time off and with a vengeance. And I don't really know his record at Martinsville, but he's pretty good everywhere, and he's a defending champion, so I'll, I'll take him. Okay, I'm taking Alex Bowman. Alex Bowman. Bowman the showman. And uh, Lanny, if you'll... Text me yours. I would appreciate it. By the way, I didn't go over the standings. Deb, you're out front with uh, 16 points. I'm second with 11. Ronnie and Lanny are tied for third with 10. And Greg's got one. So uh, we uh, look forward to that. And I also noticed, speaking of ratings, and I kind of know how this will come out, uh, I think, but NASCAR is going head-to-head tomorrow with the IndyCar race. They both start at 3 o'clock. So uh, I would imagine NASCAR will uh, get the better ratings. But I tell you, the IndyCars, uh, I think, put on a great show as well. And I I look forward to switching back and forth between them. What time does the NHRA start tomorrow? It's after that. Um, I've got it here uh, someplace. The in fact, I've got it right here in my hand. Uh, NHRA, actually, it's in Las Vegas, and it says uh, nine thirty at night. Uh, well, yeah, that probably it. And well, it might be live. Yeah, they're three hours behind us. That'll be a tape delay. Well, it doesn't say. A lot of them, it does say in what I'm looking at, either either a delay or live or rerun, but. Uh, this doesn't say. Well, the reason I say that is because the Martinsville race is on FS1, isn't it? The Martinsville race is on FS1, and the IndyCar race is on NBC. Right, but that and then the, isn't the NHRA on FS1? Yes. No. Oh. Um, yeah. Well, I had it. I had it right here. I'll get it back. The, uh, yes, it is. It's on FS1. Yeah. Yeah. That's like uh, qualifying at the at Vegas was take delayed because it came on after the Martinsville truck race last night. Okay. And it I was just... actually supposed to come on three hours earlier than what it did, and, and uh, Fox stayed with the truck race. Ronnie's not with us today. He's uh, at a track meet, but he's obviously listening to the show because he just texted me that uh, um, the 
Nielsen ratings for the Bristol Dirt Race was 1.88, which uh, translates into 3.45 uh, million viewers. So I don't, I don't know how that compared with anything else over the weekend, but that sounds like a lot of people watching uh, to me. Well, it depends on how it compared to last year, too. Yeah, and I don't see that. But anyway, well, Deb, we only got a couple of minutes left. Uh, anything else you want to touch on before uh, we let you go? Well, I think that, um, you know, some of the fans have questioned whether or not Chase Elliott's coming back too early. And Chase actually had a Zoom conference with the media the other day, and he said that he and the doctors have discussed it. And when the doctors felt comfortable that his bone had healed properly and was not uh, vulnerable, vulnerable to another break really easily, then they left it up to him. So he went through, uh, after he was cleared by the doctor, he stayed on the sim Tuesday afternoon and Wednesday morning at the Chevrolet Tech Center there in Concord uh, to before he made his final decision to come back this weekend. He said if it had been his preference, he wouldn't have wanted to come back at Martinsville or Talladega next weekend. But uh, he felt he could come back this weekend but they will have Josh Berry standing by in case he gets too tired uh, or feels like he needs to get out of the car. Well, you know, and I heard some uh, or read some comments from him this week, and maybe maybe I read it the wrong way, uh, and, but it sounded like, you know, when he was talking about um, he has absolutely no uh, inclination to, to quit snowboarding or, or any of his other um, off-track recreational uh, outings. Uh, I mean, to me, it sounded kind of defiant. Did, did I just read that into it, or because you know, a lot of, as I've mentioned uh, before, you know, a lot of car owners don't don't particularly like their drivers doing anything uh, too dangerous uh, when they're not in the race car. Uh, and I don't know. I I, well, I I just took it to me that it sounded like as I'm going to do this whether you like it or not. And, Maybe he well, maybe he can do that. You gotta hear you gotta hear all of what he said. Okay. What he what he said, and if you read my story, it's in there, is that he uses snowboarding in training, just like somebody else uses bicycle riding. And he said the break that he got is very common, that he could have gotten it falling down the stairs and that um, you know, They've got to have a personal life outside of, of the sport to relax and to get away. And he said he wasn't doing anything fancy. He wasn't doing tricks or anything like that. It was just a perfect storm. And um, he said he was on the phone with Rick Hendricks and um, Alan Gustafson when he was in the emergency room waiting to go into surgery, and he told them what he had. He told them how it happened. He told them, I don't think I'm going to be uh, able to be there to drive the car at Vegas. You need to get somebody else to go in it. And um, so, you know, I'm sure people, when they hear snowboarding, they envision tricks and stuff like you see in the Olympics. But he uses it as a training tool, just like people use bicycle or running, you know, to strengthen your core, strengthen your legs, 
And, uh, you know, it's like Kyle Bush said right after it happened. <laughs> Everybody's got to have a life outside their profession. And, um, you know, that's basically what Kay said. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. It just sounded to me like, uh, uh, well, I, I haven't really heard anything from Rick Hendricks saying that you can't do this or or that when you're not racing. So I don't know what kind of, uh, I don't know what kind of restrictions he puts on his drivers, if any. But it sounds. Hey, it, Jimmy, Jimmy Johnson broke a bone. He fell off a golf cart at a golf tournament. That's true. Yeah. You know, Denny Hamlin has suffered both knee injuries that kept him injured when he was playing basketball. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, I, I broke my wrist walking down the ramp after putting my lawnmower up. Well, I don't mean to laugh at that, but I mean, yeah. And I actually, I'm limping today because I stubbed my toe in the dark last night. So uh, it's, uh, yeah. I mean, accidents happen. That's why they're called accidents. But you're right. right. But but I, I guess I guess what the point is that some car owners, uh, you know, would like you to minimize the chance of something like that happening. But I don't know that Rick uh, Henrik doesn't say has any restrictions whatsoever. So anyway, well, I'm just glad he's back. Yeah, the restriction that Rick Hendricks had was him driving other race cars, which is what Penske had on his, too. Right, right. But after Kyle Larson convinced Rick that he would be a better driver if he'd let him go drive those other cars, you know, he presented his case, and and he proved himself correct. And so that's why Rick relented and, and let him go. Yeah, and, and Kyle Larson does drive a lot of different cars. So, uh, well, Deb... 20 minutes are up. I wish we could have you a little bit longer, but maybe next week. And uh, we um, appreciate you coming on. Thank you very much. And uh, we love you. And take it easy and have a good week up there. Thank you. It's always a pleasure. At least we got pretty, I think we're going to have pretty weather today. Yeah, it's beautiful down here in Spartanburg. So uh, good luck, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Sounds good. Have a good week. You too. That's Deb Williams, who is the smartest woman I know in racing anyway. Uh, let's take a break. We'll come back and do uh, do about 15 minutes on our own and go to the top of the hour before we talk to Buzz McKim. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Ricky's Drive-In West and Little Rick's East on Asheville Highway are your go-to stops for chili dogs, cheeseburgers, and so much more. Right now, all combos are just $6, and all kids' meals are just $3. And it's easier than ever to take advantage of these deals with their convenient drive-thru. Do you have a big appetite or several mouths to feed? Ask for the drive-thru special. Ten hot dogs, a large fry, and a gallon of tea for just $22.99. Ricky's Drive-In West on Blackstock Road and Little Rick's East on Asheville Highway. The drive-thru is open. Alex, I see you got a new car. Yeah, man, it's sweet. Room for Titus and all his stuff, but it's missing something. Like what? Well, you know how Titus likes Tupac. Naturally. Well, the new car doesn't have the bass like my old car did. You need to take it to Elite Audio. They can add bass to a factory system. Seriously? Yeah, while you're there, let them add a remote start so the car is warm when you and Titus get in in the morning. I also saw they can add LED headlights, which you should look at, Clary, because you can't see anything. Elite Audio on Asheville Highway. Check out all they can do at EliteAudioOnline.com plus their Facebook page. Apparently, you can't hear either. What? Who doesn't love being number one? When your team's dominating the standings, or your favorite band rocks the charts at number one, it feels good, right? Kind of like how it feels when you have auto insurance with State Farm. 
Because making you feel like number one is an honor your local State Farm agent takes seriously. Through the good times and not so good, your State Farm agent's proud to be here to help life go right. Call local State Farm agent Cliff Gobert at 597-1200. Visit our website at SpartanburgSportsRadio.com. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, WSPG Spartanburg. Spartanburg has been known as the hub city for decades due to our proximity to rail lines and interstate highways. Upstate Logistics has been part of the hub city transportation scene for over a decade. Upstate Logistics provides businesses with warehousing and transportation services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. And more importantly, we support Spartanburg. Be it high school and college sports or important community projects, Upstate Logistics wants to help move Spartanburg forward. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and Spartanburg moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. Spartan Waste is putting trash in its place in Spartanburg County. Spartan Waste is your locally owned trash collection company, keeping your community clean. Do your part by visiting spartan-waste.com to make sure your trash is picked up on time, every time. And when we say Spartan Waste is locally owned, we mean the owners, Mark Nelson and Mark Mullen, are on the job every day, keeping the Spartanburg community, where they work and live, clean for their families and yours. Keep it clean with Spartan Waste. Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. McDonald's is hiring right now. Get more than just a job. Start building your future today. Working at McDonald's, you'll get paid time off, health care benefits, free employee meals, competitive wages, and a flexible schedule. Apply today at McDonald's.com slash made. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. McDonald's and McDonald's independently owned and operated franchisees are equal opportunity employers committed to a diverse and inclusive workforce. Most McDonald's restaurants are operated by franchisees who are independent employers and set their own employment policies and practices for their employees. The benefits described here are available at McDonald's-owned restaurants and participating franchisees. Welcome back to Start Your Engines, and uh, taking us up to the top of the hour, we have a phone call, and it's from a buddy of ours. How you doing out there, Ronnie? I'm doing great out here. You're right. It is gorgeous up here today. Well, where are you exactly? I'm at Eastside High School. Eastside High School. That's over in Greenville County, isn't it? It is. That, is that the one where uh, Tony McFarland was telling us that her father had the the motorsports club and the and the yes, they had their own race is. car and everything dragster. Yeah, that that is the school. Okay, well, good. How's it going uh, with the track meet? I mean, your your that's your well, granddaughter, kind of right? A, right. It's kind of a hybrid track meet. They're only doing the uh, throwing events. Only the throwing events. Right. So they're doing shot put. Javelin and discus. Oh, cool! And so she's doing. Uh, she does the shot put as well, right? What? what? Uh, and and javelin. And ja- well, yeah, and I already and, mentioned. And, and discus also. But oh, javelin's her favorite. Oh, she does the discus too. So what? Now, what yeah. is her name? Carmen Blige. Carmen. Okay. Well, 
I should have known that. In fact, I've heard you mention her for about 10 or 15 <laughs> years, but uh, didn't want to say the wrong thing. So uh, Yeah, well, not, not 15 because you're only 13. Oh, <laughs> well, I've known you for 15 years. Maybe that's what I was yeah. thinking. But anyway, well, good. I just, uh, no, I, I appreciate you listening to the show and feeding me information like the ratings for the Bristol race and uh, information about the Chinese Grand Prix. So uh, you're uh, you're on the job when you're not on the job. Well, there's a lot of downtime out of track meet. That's true. Especially this one because, it, like I said, it is only the throwing event. Well, how one she... thing I wanted to mention. Go ahead. I felt like Michael McDowell ought to get some kind of special award for having either two or three three sixties on the track and not ever bringing out a caution. Well, you know, does Michael McDowell deserve the award or the other fifteen people that missed him? I mean, spinning well, out. There's, there's a lot to that. Too. Yeah, spinning out. You know, anybody could do that. That's a mistake. But God, the other people. He did it right in the middle of the pack, and uh, and nobody hit him, I, I which I thought was amazing. Avoided him on that one. Pardon me? I don't know how anybody avoided him on that one. Yeah, I don't either. That was something. it happened so quickly. Yeah. Well, so how long is the track meet going to last? Uh, and uh, what what do you got planned for? Uh, you're going to take her out to eat, I hope. Buy her something to eat. Well, uh, that's the plan. I I haven't been instructed yet as to what we're going to do. Okay. You know, when when you when you're Papa, you don't decide. <laughs> now she's you uh, to instruction. You said she was in second place in the javelin. How she, has she uh, uh, participated in the other? Uh, the, the well, she's already done shot put, and she didn't do too well in that one. But now we're just waiting for the discus to begin any time in the next twenty thirty minutes. Well, the thing about it is, it's amazing being a seventh grader that she's even there competing against uh people what five six years older than she is right yeah and she's got a really good coach who who seems to think that she could possibly go somewhere with javelin yeah uh is spartan high there no no mostly greenville county schools okay and uh smaller schools she goes to landrum well guess what i'm doing tonight there's no telling. I'm going to a football game. Oh, you're going to the spring game. Ann and I going down to the spring game in Columbia, and uh, the good thing about that is we can't lose, but we can't win. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, uh, playing. Spring game's a winner for everybody. Yeah. I wish it was in the afternoon, but that's okay. Uh, it'd be tougher to get there leaving from the show. So I guess having a night game uh, is going to be um, – a, a little more leisurely afternoon rather than having to haul butt down there. Well, I said, when you first told me last week that you were planning on going, I was wondering about that because, you know, Clemson's spring game starts today at 1. Yeah. Well, I, I, actually, I didn't know I was going. I don't I don't think I had any idea that last week that I was going because she just hit me with this uh, Thursday. <laughs> and that's when I said, yeah. okay. I got nothing else to do. I think I'll go. Yeah. Well, I hope y'all have fun. Well, we will. I can promise you that. So, uh, look, great for you to call in. I hope we'll have you back next week. Uh, I don't mind that's, doing the show by the myself, plan. but I, I don't also mind having somebody uh, to help me. <laughs> well, 
Well, I, I plan on being there. All right. Okay. Ronnie, we appreciate it. You have a good week, and good luck to Carmen. All right. Thanks a lot. I'll uh, tell you sent word. All right. Thank you. And that's Ronnie Black out at the track meet over at Eastside High School in Greenville. So let's touch on what we had uh, last night. Actually, we're going to back up because I found my truck results. I didn't leave them on the printer. I uh, have them right here. So last week they ran on the dirt at Bristol, and that was on last Saturday. And uh, I said something. You know, I just talk off the top of my head sometimes. I have no clue. Uh, I try to be as accurate as possible, but I said, what did I say earlier, that uh, uh, Kyle Busch probably won the race? Well, Kyle Busch didn't win the race. Joey Logano won the race, and I knew that because I talked about it with uh, Tyler Sugard on his show last Monday morning because not only did uh, Joey Logano win the truck race, but the next day in the cup race, he finished dead last. So uh, he, he visited both ends of the spectrum last week. But the truck race on dirt at Bristol, Joey Logano was the winner. Ty Majeski was second. William Byron, another cupper, was third. And he was in Kyle Busch's truck, uh, the, the, the 51. Fourth was Matt Crafton. Fifth, Grant Enfinger. Sixth, Jake Garcia. Seventh was Chase Briscoe. Eighth was Tanner Gray. Ninth, Caden Honeycutt. And this kid from Texas is popping up all over the place. He's a... Uh, He's been in the, I don't think he's been in a cup race yet, but I've seen him in ARCA, and I've seen him in Xfinity, and then he was in the truck race last week. So, uh, um, Caden Honeycutt's probably going to be a name you'll see uh, more frequently as time passes. Ninth was Matt D. Benedetto, and tenth was Rajah Carruth driving the Wendell Scott Foundation uh, truck, number 24. And Rajah, of course, is a um, African-American who is a student at Winston-Salem State in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. So uh, we always, uh, uh, and driving the Wendell Scott truck, I, I think he seems to be a very nice young man. I know Richard Petty is sort of taking him under his wing, although they don't have a racing affiliation. But uh, Richard has been recently seen uh, showing quite a bit of, of companionship and affection towards Rajah, and I tell you, you couldn't get it from uh, from anybody better than the king. So uh, looking on down the line here, Hallie Deegan was 13th, and they had the dirt track ringer Superman was up there running the uh, cup race and the truck race, Jonathan Davenport, and he finished 14th in the truck race after starting 25th. Actually, he didn't quite do as well as I thought he would. But uh, anyway, he's Superman on dirt with the late bottles, and I'm sure he's going to stay on top of that particular discipline, although he uh, he's just now branching out a little bit into other uh, NASCAR uh, types of racing. But last night, they ran the heart of them. I'm sorry. They ran the Long John Silvers 200, and that was at Martinsville, and they didn't make it. It was supposed to be a 200-lap race, and they only made it 124 laps, which was uh, just over, uh, I mean, it was it was well over halfway. So when it started pouring down rain the second time, and I meant to ask 
Um, Deb, those trucks, I watched very little of the race. I actually watched the recording of it in Fast Forward uh, later. But all the trucks had red flashing lights in the back window and uh, and where the tail lights, you know, in, in the rear of the truck. And, and they were flashing through the whole race, and I, I didn't understand that. I thought maybe they were... Had put brake lights on them for the turns, but they flashed going down the straightaway. And if they said why they did that, I missed it. But anyway, uh, they ran it last night. They didn't get uh, but a little over halfway, 124 of 200 laps. And Corey Heim was the winner in a Toyota. Second was Kyle Busch. Thank goodness he didn't win. Third was Zane Smith. Fourth, Ty Majeski. Fifth, Tanner Gray. Sixth, Ben Rhodes. Seventh, Matt D. Benedetto. 8th, Taylor Gray, ninth Williams Swalich, and 10th was Chase Purdy. If you uh, look on down the line, we will mention Colby Howard, who is a South Carolina driver from over in Simpsonville, if I'm not mistaken. He was 17th, and Hallie Diggin was 20th. Rajah Carruth was 25th, and um, I guess that's most of uh, Carson Hosevara was 34th after his... Uh, Went a couple of weeks ago. I believe that was at Texas. So the point standings for the trucks, and they take the top ten to the playoffs. Zane Smith is the points leader. He has a 45-point lead over Corey Heim. Zane Smith has two wins. Corey, of course, won yesterday. He's got one win. Christian Eckes is third. He's got a win. Fourth is Carson Hostsavar. He's got a win. So that's your top four that automatically go to the playoffs. After that, you've got Ty Majeski fifth, Ben Rhodes is sixth, Grant Enfinger seventh, Matt Crafton eighth, Tanner Gray ninth, and Matt D. Benedetto is tenth. And if the playoffs started tomorrow, those would be the guys in it. On the outside looking in, Chase Purdy, Nick Sanchez, Stuart Friesen, Hallie Deegan, and Tyler Ankrum, and Colby Howard, and Roger Carruth. So I'll take it down to the top 17. With those last seven I mentioned uh they got some work to do to get into the playoffs. So the trucks will run next at, um, and I almost said it by accident a few minutes ago, I think it's the Heart of America 200. That will be on May the 6th, so they got a few weeks off, and that is at Kansas. So uh, that will be on May the 6th at 8 o'clock on FS1. So that catches you up on the trucks. I'm glad I found it because uh, I knew I looked it up and misplaced it. But there you have it. So we're going to uh, finish off this hour in about 30 seconds and come back and talk to uh, a really, really great guy who befriended me a long time ago um, when I did that history of auto racing in Spartanburg County. He didn't know me from Adam, and I saw him at an event over at uh, over in um, over in Easley, and he and I asked him cold if he would come over and make a you know op- open the show for us, and he did, and I really appreciate Buzz McKim. But we're going to be back after these messages. You're listening to Start Your Engine on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Visit our website at SpartanburgSportsRadio.com. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, WSPG Spartanburg. We are Fox Sports. And here's what.
what you need to know. The NBA playoff field is set on Friday night. The Minnesota Timberwolves won the eighth seed of the Western Conference with a 120-95 win over the Oklahoma City Thunder. The T-Wolves will play at one-seed Denver on Sunday night. In the East, Miami won the eighth seed with a 102-91 victory over the Chicago Bulls. It'll be the Heat against one-seed Milwaukee in the Eastern Conference in round one on Sunday. In Major League Baseball Friday night, the Toronto Blue Jays defeated the Tampa Bay Rays 6-3, Tampa Bay's first loss of the season after a 13-0 start. Jan Gomes of the Cubs, two home runs in their 8-2 win over the Dodgers in L.A. The Dodgers now just 7-7. Seattle's Jared Kelnick homered for a fourth straight game as the Mariners defeated the Colorado Rockies 5-3, and Milwaukee's Rowdy Telez hit two home runs in their 11-2 victory at San Diego. I'm Isaac Lohenkron. A few years back when we were ready to reopen the station, the water pipes burst, putting thousands of dollars of equipment in danger. That was one stressful evening, but one phone call to Thomas McGuire and PuroClean, the paramedics of property damage, and our stress disappeared. PuroClean rolled in, took charge, and rescued the station from severe water damage. Since then, I've used PuroClean at my house. You should do the same. Whether you're faced with fire and smoke damage, a flooding basement, or need carpet or upholstery cleaning, do what I do. And that's called 285-3530 for PuroClean. You can't predict what is going to happen, but you can plan. When was the last time you reviewed your financial plan? Financial advisor Trent Lancaster and Janie Montgomery Scott Spartanburg office can help you plan for the what-ifs to guide you in working toward a secure financial future that keeps you on track to meet your financial goals. A financial plan can help you with goals such as planning for retirement, educating your children or grandchildren, and passing on your wealth to the people and causes that are most important to you. Take the first step. Let Trent help you establish a plan today designed to protect you for whatever happens tomorrow. Call today at 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Jenny Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. The attorneys at Carolina Law Group are your local injury attorneys. They will always fight for you and aren't scared of the big insurance companies. The best part about Carolina Law Group is that they are local, located here in Spartanburg. And when you call Carolina Law Group, you will always speak with an attorney like Nahar Patel, who was recently voted as best injury attorney in the upstate, or attorneys Matthew Whitehead and Mitchell Bird, who were finalists for best trial attorney. The Carolina Law Group is aggressive and loyal and will fight for you. Call today, 864-757-5555, or visit thecarolinalawgroup.com. The Atlanta Braves are back, and this 2023 team is ready for another epic season. 1-1 pitch, here's a deep drive to left center field. This thing is clear for takeoff. Back-to-back home runs, Ozuna and Riley. Listen to Atlanta Braves baseball all season long right here on Fox Sports Farnberg, 98.3 FM. The Braves are looking for their sixth consecutive NL Eastern Division ground, and you can hear that chase right here on your home for the Atlanta Braves. Fox Sports Farnberg, 98.3 FM. Gentlemen, start your engines. (laughs) 
live from our studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina, Fox Sports Spartanburg presents Start Your Engines. Here is your race team for today. Show producer Ronnie Black, author and veteran motorsports journalist Deb Williams, local action from winning car builder and owner Alan Hill, former NASCAR team manager and author Greg Moore, and here is your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author Perry Allen Wood. And welcome back to the second hour of Start Your Engines, and it gives me great pleasure to introduce our special guest this week, our Legends guest. And uh, I tell you what, you won't see a resume much better than the one he's got, and that's Buzz McKim. Good morning, Buzz. Good morning there, Barry. How you doing? I'm doing great. I tell you what, I thought I'd do a uh, a refresher because I, I have some uh, information about you from years past. So I said, I better update it because there's no telling what Buzz is into now. But, I mean, artist, author, broadcaster, uh, historian. I mean, what haven't you done? Did you ever race it all yourself? Yeah, you know, I, well, I can't say I raced. I, I say I drove. <laughs> uh, we, uh, we got a little 55 Chevy when I was about 14 years old. Picked it up for 50 bucks. It had a roll cage in it. <laughs> Screw Jack in the right front. We figured we were ready to go racing. So uh, I thought it would help me get girls, and it didn't. But, uh, <laughs> I raced five years down here in the uh, around the Daytona area. And uh, uh, just, uh, yeah, I figured somebody had to run last. I, I'd go ahead and take that position. No problem. And I, I remember the ones finished next to last, they protested it. They thought there was something wrong with the car. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can tell you about my brief racing career in go-karts, and it's real quick. But And a lot of our listeners, I know you will remember this, but a lot of our listeners may not. Um, you remember when Schlitz, uh, well, first of all, you, not many people probably even remember Schlitz, but they used to have a marketing uh, catchphrase of, uh, you only go around once. That's right. Well, when I raced my go-kart, uh, that was my problem. I, I would throw in chains off or something would always go wrong right off the bat and they told me you ought to be sponsored by schlitz because you only go around once (laughs) but anyway i digress for a minute well how are you and uh the uh the season is off to a flying start with uh the new car being in its second year and what are your impressions of uh what we've seen so far and we just had Deb Williams on, and we were talking about, of course, the dirt race last week at Bristol, which I love. But um, she seemed to think that maybe that was uh, it may move someplace else, or you know, it's not a sure thing to come back. And I just I love the dirt race, anyway. Oh man, absolutely, dirt dirt is where it's at, man. We used to have, uh, well, we do have Mike Helton on twice a year, once our, our first show and our last show. And my question used to always be, are we ever going back to dirt? And he'd blow me off and say, no, I don't think we're going to see a dirt race. Well, we've got one. And my new question to him is, when are we going to get another manufacturer? But, uh, but uh, you know, I always thought they'd run a dirt race on one of the uh, – not not that it needs – because it's a television event anyway, not that you need a huge grandstand. But I always thought it would be great to run it like at DuCoin or Springfield where uh, the the – the dirt cars race for you know up north, and Arca runs on those tracks. But uh, it's it, pretty in, ingenious to uh, to put dirt on Bristol. 
Oh yeah, yeah. I find, boy, you talk about a monumental task. I, I'm just amazed at what uh, what they accomplish up there. Well, I'd like to get up there and see it sometime. So, what's going on with you, Buzz? I know that you uh, you are uh, you've got so many irons in the fires I just mentioned, and you've got a great radio show. Tell us about your show and when we can hear it. Yeah, well, thank you so much. It's called the Legends of Racing Radio Show, and it's on every Friday at noon. You can catch it on uh, Facebook or YouTube, and um, just type in Legends of Racing Radio Show, which is. You know, pretty uh, apropos. Yeah. Uh, pretty interesting people on lately. We had Jimmy Johnson's father on last week. Now, he lives in the Daytona area, and Gary Johnson, what an interesting fellow. He was really, really something. We, we had a really good time with him. Well, I've had Gary. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. You go ahead. And we had Gary Ballou, the, uh, uh, the bad boy of racing. He's been on. Uh, Donnie Allison was on a few weeks ago. Uh, you know, we, we have them live on stage. And uh, although once in a while we do have folks call in, uh, we've got Drake Fielding lined up, the author of those fabulous blue books. Oh, yeah. He's going to be calling in in a couple of weeks. And uh, we had a guy named Olin Hopes on yesterday. He worked for Ray Fox back when Junior Johnson drove the mystery engine back in 63. Mm-hmm. And Olin was involved in a... a, a, a pretty interesting program in 1960 at Daytona at the Speedway here. It was a, uh, a Buick Invicta, and uh, the, the deal was they did 10,000 no, 10, miles in 5,000 minutes, and it was, a, it was an endurance run. It took them three and a half days, and uh, they, uh, they refueled on, on the fly. Fireball Roberts was one of the drivers, wow. Tiny Lund. Ralph Moody and uh, uh, Bobby Johns and uh, Marvin Patch, and uh, they had a, 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 a like an in-flight uh, fuel deal that they had set up that they would do it down the backstretch at 115 miles an hour, and it was a heck of a deal. It was a little-known piece of history there, but it was a tremendous, tremendous achievement back then. Very little-known. I never heard of that before, and. Fueling on the fly in a, a, a of a, a car. I mean, that's uh, <laughs> I'd like to have seen that. I, uh, is there no footage or, or still photographs yes. or anything of that? As a matter of fact, if you if you go to um, uh, YouTube and punch in one thousand or ten thousand miles at five thousand minutes, it'll come up. There's about an eighteen minute video of the thing. Wow! And I will do that. It's fascinating. You know, I, I, I stumbled, and I did stumble across this because I was playing around on my phone, and um, and I, I this is very appropriate to, to talk to you about because I know you're not just a stock car racing historian. You're a, you know it all, open wheel, Indian, everything. But I, there, I got University of South Carolina, my alma mater, they have mm-hmm. a, a great deal. I thought they had all of it, but they've got a great, huge portion of the old Fox movie tone newsreel. Oh, really? Yes. And and the Marine Corps gave all their, their footage of everything they've ever done to the university of South Carolina, but Fox movie tone, uh, gave them a lot of, I thought they had all of it, but what I found out is Fox retained some of it. But anyway, the point is I found a video with sound from 1929, 
of the race at Al, the board race at Altoona, and it's a, probably a ten or fifteen minute video uh, uh, or film that um, it, it's not edited like they would have used it for, uh, you know, when they showed the movies uh, on the news in the theaters. It's just uh -huh. it's just raw, like raw footage of the of the cars going by on the boards and everything. But that race in 1929 at Altoona in June was the race that Ray Keach was killed in. And That's he, right. Yeah, and Ray Keach, you know, was the – he Ray Keach lived for the shortest amount of time of anybody that won the Indianapolis 500. He won it on Memorial Day, and I think he got killed on, like, June the 15th or something like that. But this is a sound footage, and you can see off in the distance the crash and everybody running to it. But what I found most fascinating about it of all was um, the PA announcer saying that, you know, uh, the condition of the drivers that had been involved in the crash, Cliff Woodbury was one of them. But uh, he announces on the loudspeaker system at the track that Ray, Ke Ray Keach had been killed. And I just, I mean, that's a, it's a terrible thing, but it was yeah. fascinating to see a video um you know that old almost a hundred years old what's that uh, 97 93 years old so uh yeah isn't that amazing holy cow i would see that yeah i i guess if you google i don't you may have to go through the university of south carolina but just google movie tone website or, or news or anyway i just mm -hmm. i love things like that not not i mean for the history's sake and to have oh, an, yeah. a sound recording you know, almost a hundred years old was amazing. But anyway, I didn't mean to take yeah. up so much of your time with my story. We got some interesting news this week. Uh, back in 1927, uh, Sir Henry Seagrave brought a car to uh, Daytona. It was a Sunbeam, and they called it the Slug because it kind of looked like a Slug. It was very aerodynamic, but uh, if a Slug can be aerodynamic. <laughs> but anyway, he was the first driver. First of all, he was the first driver to wear a crash helmet. And wow. then he was the first to break 200 miles an hour. And now the car had been sitting in a museum in England for years, and it's in the process of being rebuilt, and they're going to bring it to Daytona in 19 or 2027 to uh, celebrate the 100th anniversary of that run. So that's going to be really something fantastic. Wow, it really will be. And um, I had a, a notion at one time, and it's still in the back of my mind, um, and I can I can't talk to too many people about things like this, <laughs> except you. But um, you know, I, and once again, I'm not trying to be morbid or anything. But I I have I thought it would be interesting to write a book on cars, and they're almost all indie or open wheel cars that had a life after it took the life. Not that the car actually took the life, but a driver being killed in the car. And then, mm -hmm. uh, and then it was rebuilt and raced again. And it's like oh, uh, Clint Brauner, I think he, he was quoted as, or uh, as saying, uh, you, you know, uh, there's nothing wrong with the car. I mean, there's not, you know, the cars were so solid is one of the reasons a lot of the drivers, I guess, perished. But um, you know, and there's some cars that kill more than one driver. There's a car oh, that, yeah. that crashed at uh, Indy qualifying, and it killed another driver on the eighth lap of the race. I mean. Things like that are just amazing. Yeah, there was a uh, Car Life magazine did an article back in the late 60s called Never Trust a Malevolent Race Car. <laughs> and it had stories 
of just that exact same thing, these cars that killed people, and some of them were, you know, killed two, and in one case, three drivers. Yes. It was very common for them to rebuild the cars after a fatal accident back in those days. Yeah. And, uh, and you know what made that pop in my mind, and that was the farthest thing from where I wanted to go with this conversation, but when you said 1927 and you were talking about uh, running on the beach, my mind went to Frank Lockhart, and oh, yeah. who, who got killed there. But uh, they took the engine out of his car, and I think it ran several Indianapolis 500. The, the engine from that car lived a long time. Yeah, yeah, back uh, into the 19, uh, late 1940s, uh, Sam Hanks drove the Spike Jones Special yep. with in the car. It was a V16. Yes, yeah. I, I think somebody drove it. Uh, was that the Samson special? Yeah, it sure was. Yeah. yeah hey, you didn't been doing your homework there, buddy. <laughs> Look, I, I as much as I love stock car racing, and you know me, and we've known each other. But to to me, I mean, I live and breathe. I don't think a day goes by that I don't think about the Indianapolis 500. I just I love the history of it. I know all the winners up until the most recent ones. I can't tell you who won three years ago. But I know yeah. that uh, um, Joe Boyer and LL Corum won it in 1924. So you know, I, I you just go. you know, I, it, it just fascinates me. So yeah, I know a lot about Indy, and uh, and as I know you do too. I remember one time we were discussing something. I don't remember where this was, and I said something about the Indy car race. One of them at Raleigh, and uh, I said who I thought the winner was, and you said, oh, oh no, Troy Rutman won that race, or or something like that. So. Uh, <laughs> Right. That's when I said, well, uh, Buzz knows more than just stock car racing. <laughs> well, you know what's interesting about that? Uh, Indy 500, <clears throat> years ago, Firestone used to have a big two-page uh, advertisement in Life magazine with pictures of all the cars that won the Indy 500. Oh, yeah. that I remember it well. With Firestone tires. And, and my brother and I used to study that, and we got to be pretty good about who won when. And then there were some years that the guys didn't run Firestones, like in 1919, and uh, that kind of tripped us up a little bit. But for the most part, I can still see that ad sitting right there in Life Magazine with all those pictures of all those cars. I probably fell asleep looking at that ad. I've looked at that <laughs> ad so many times when I was a kid. I tell you, now, have you ever read the book uh, Black Noon? Oh, yes. I've got it right here. Uh-huh. Well, I love that book, and I read it every May. And one of the most, talking about ads, I think one of the most fascinating is the one uh, Marathon Fuel had with uh, Eddie Sachs, uh, who, mm. of course, killed in the race and, and burned and everything uh, in that horrible second lap crash. But he, uh, uh, the ad says, you know, Eddie Sachs will be driving the, the American Red Ball special surrounded by, you know, 50 gallons or whatever it was of Marathon Fuel and, um, you oh. know, what an ad because it's you know didn't do him too much good later on no no that's just the thing the guys were sitting actually in right in the middle of a big old fuel tank yeah tanks on the side of you you had a tank in the front of you and that's that's what killed uh bobby marshman yes in a test at uh, phoenix is that they were just sitting in a, a vat of gasoline and they didn't have any kind of fire protection fire suppression or anything back in those days well, what's interesting, God, we could go on forever. Um, what's yeah. interesting about that is, if I'm not mistaken from what I read, and I read a newspaper article from the time, you know, like the day after it happened, 
He was uh-huh. in his street clothes, and he wasn't even prepared to run when he did it and actually got out of the car and, and you know, uh, uh, I guess they might have had to help him out, but he was alive and talking and and made a comment like, I've, I've really messed up now or something like that, but he, he was in his street clothes when he got killed. Yeah, isn't that strange? I'd never heard that, but uh, back then it was a whole different world. And, yeah. Uh, there was talk when Jimmy Pardue was killed at Charlotte that he didn't have his helmet on. But that's been the rumor that's gone around. For I've years. never heard not that one. Not. Yeah, but that, that was going around not long after he passed away. But uh, but it was a different world back then. And, of course, the, as far as the drivers were concerned, it was always a it's not going to happen to me syndrome, you yeah. know. And uh, so they just went out there and did their thing. Buzz, I, I, I need you for another hour. <laughs> I mean, we haven't even gotten around to where I thought this conversation would go, and actually, our time's about up. But uh, God, I love talking this history with you, and I'm sorry it sort of took a a morbid bent to it, but you know that's that's the way it goes. But that's you and I, uh, and you are, as far as I'm concerned, uh, as great a historian as there is, and I'm a novice compared to you, and I've been doing it, and I'm seventy something years old, and I've been reading it my whole life, but. I just love talking the history of the sport with you, and not only death, but, I mean, there's so many other happy things that we could be talking about, but that's just the way it went. But, gosh, oh, yeah. uh, I, I really appreciate you coming on today. Well, I thank you so much, and please call anytime. I'm tickled to spend time with you guys, and please give Greg my best. I will. Um, uh, I look forward to the next time we get together. Well, thank you, Buzz, and I tell you what, I treasure our friendship and uh I just appreciate the heck out of you coming on and uh, and sharing your vast knowledge and history of this sport for us, uh, for our uh, our listeners. Yeah. I'm so thrilled that you shared your history with your books. I love every one of them. I've read every one of them. And I uh, highly uh, recommend them to anyone who wants to know some really good history. Oh, well, thank you so much. I unsolicited uh, <laughs> testimonial there, but thank you so much, Buzz. I'll let you go and... Uh, be uh, keeping up with you on everything that you do because you got your hand in everything, and especially uh, your show on noon uh, at noon on Fridays. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. All right. Thank you, Buzz. We'll talk to you later. Okay. Bye bye. All right. Bye. That's Buzz McKim. I tell you what, what a great guy. I love Buzz. And uh, let's take a break and come right back. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Start Your Engines will be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. You already know Palmetto Spirits is the place to go for wine, fine bourbons, and home bar essentials. But Palmetto Spirits is also the perfect place to pick up your favorite local craft brews like R.J. Rockers, crowd-pleasing Budweiser brands, and world-famous imports like Stella Artois, Modelo, and Corona. Whether you're in search of the ideal wine pairing or the ideal gift, Jim and the staff at Palmetto Spirits will get it in your hands. Palmetto Spirits, located at the corner of Reedville and Anderson Mill Roads. It's time for Slam Dunk Savings this month at Greer Nissan. Get in the game and save big on your favorite Nissan models. Drive a new Sentra or Frontier. Your choice. Lease for only $199 a month. Score big in a new Nissan Rogue. Lease for only $299 a month. Or get financing as low as 0%. Low prices. Big selection. And committed to quality customer service. Come see us on Wade Hampton Boulevard. Or shop online 24-7 at GreerNissan.com. 
Spartan Waste is putting trash in its place in Spartanburg County. Spartan Waste is your locally owned trash collection company, keeping your community clean. Do your part by visiting Spartan-Waste.com to make sure your trash is picked up on time, every time. And when we say Spartan Waste is locally owned, we mean the owners, Mark Nelson and Mark Mullen, are on the job every day, keeping the Spartanburg community where they work and live clean for their families and yours. Keep it clean with Spartan Waste. Make Phillips and Long Fuel Chesney your source for propane in Spartanburg County. They offer propane for hot water heaters, cooking, and heat. They can fill your grill tank and get you ready for grilling season. Not only do they sell propane, but they sell a large variety of propane accessories such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane. If your propane tank is running low, call and we'll have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel, located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. Weekdays at 3 p.m. It's Spartanburg County's longest-running radio show. The sports voice across the region for nearly 20 years. There is no substitute for decades of experience. Talking everything local, from high school football and basketball to Carolina and Clemson. It's open month. And we have the studs. With Ryan Clary, Alex Smith, and Anthony Greer. Don't miss a moment beginning weekdays at 3 on Fox Sports Spartanburg 98.3. Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right. Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848. And welcome back to Start Your Engines on a beautiful Saturday morning in Spartanburg. And we have a mystery guest that just walked into the studio, my daughter Hannah. Good morning, Hannah. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. She's got all her Gamecock colors on and her number one jersey. And uh, we're going to go down to the spring game after the show's over. And I'm looking very much forward to that. You look beautiful. Thanks for coming in. You're welcome. I'm excited. It's fun to be here. It's great to have you here. And we've been, I've been imagining having you on this show for, well, we've been doing it six years. So I guess six years. I know, and I'm here today. Here, I'm excited. I'm excited to have you. But first, we're going to talk to Mike Hill, who is the shop foreman at the uh, for Wheel and Engineering Action Motorsports, and um, they've got a race later on today at Long Beach, the Acura Grand Prix of Long Beach. How are you doing, Mike? I'm doing good, Terry. Doing good. It's good to hear that your daughter's made it there finally. Maybe. Maybe maybe she can uh, fill in for all the people that's missing there. <laughs> well, I, I told her, I said, you know, today would be a great day to come in because uh, you wouldn't have to meet anybody, <laughs> although she knows everybody <laughs> on the show. But, uh, yeah, yeah it's, she's a school teacher now. We'll get to her in a few minutes. But let's talk to you for a little bit here about uh, the Long Beach Grand Prix that you guys are in. I think that race starts at 5 o'clock our time, and I will be watching it on Peacock. You can bet your life on that because uh, I'll be down in Columbia with her for the spring game, uh, the inner squad game. But um, 
qualified seventh out of eight uh, in your class, which I know is not where you wanted to be, but uh, and it's a quick race, so you're going to have to get to the front fairly quickly. Yes, we are, and it's uh, it's the deal where our new guy uh, is going to start the race, so we can put our closer to Ronnie in uh, for the for the closers for the end of it, and and Alex Sims, you know, he's he's a he, he will be a great road or our type racer, but it's going to take him a while, especially on these courses like like Long Beach was just a street course and it's got real tight corners, and then top that off with this new car that we've got and and uh, really it's a it's a bigger car than we've been racing and it's just tough getting around out there and for a new guy to be sitting in the seat you know we got we got a guy behind us we out qualified Philippe Nasser who was our champion driver for action yeah and the guy on the the guy that sat on the pole was Albuquerque which was was one of our champion drivers too so we're, we're surrounded with guys that basically that that we've had in our seat that we've won championships with, and now we've got Alex in there, and he'll do a great job. He's just going to have to figure this deal out. So Alex is your you're only going to use two drivers for this race, then, right? Not not three yeah, like you only, had at uh, Sebring. Yeah, it's only a hundred minute race, so we'll we'll probably just like one stop for for fuel. Yeah. Well, um, drivers what, out. Yep. What, what, was he like your first choice? I, I, I mean, I know he's a good driver, or he wouldn't even be there, or maybe even a great driver, uh, because your other driver, I think Jack Aikens, or is that the way you pronounce it, Aiken or Atkins? Yeah. He, uh, Aiken. He was fortunate enough to be uh, behind the wheel when the Sebring race ended, which, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, he won it, or, uh, you know, he, or he was the winning, uh, he took the checkered flag, three-man yeah. team, but was uh, – was there any choice between either he or Sims, or, or, or did it not make a difference, or was one not available, or how did that work out? I don't know all the details. You know, that's way above me. It's way above my pay grade, as they say, <laughs> for, for our driver, the way that we choose drivers and who gets to sit in the seat. But, uh, you know, Jack and Jack and, and Alex both are great drivers. Uh, how, they, how they got chosen, I don't have a clue. Yeah, you're well, talking. Oh, before we get before I before I run out of time here, you know we were talking about this whole Chase Elliott and going down the snow, you know, hitting the falling down or whatever he did, right? And get getting hurt. Well, <clears throat> back whenever I was young and and dumb and first started work for Junior, Doug Richard talked me into going snow skiing up here at Boone. But you know it's just up the road forty minutes and so. What could happen? We take off up, yeah, we take off up there snow skiing, but I made sure that I had at least six weeks before the first race, so I would get all healed up. And then Daryl <laughs> heard that we was going snow skiing, so he was betting me money that I would break a leg. So he knew that I wanted his money so bad that I wouldn't do it. So I would always pick up twenty five or thirty dollars every time I get back. But I got an opinion about this deal. Okay, you know Chase, Chase. Chase has the mentality, and, and a lot of people apparently support the mentality that it's his life and he can do what he wants to, but but I don't see it that way. There's a lot of people that depend on him sitting on the, in that seat every week. All the guys that work for him, the sponsors, the car owners, the fans, we, you know, they all depend on him being there and for him to do something like that. And you'd think after Michael Schumacher, 
did what he did on a ski slope that some of these drivers would think, hey, look, I don't need to be doing this right now. Maybe I need to do it whenever I've got time to uh, take a vacation and be off for six weeks or whatever. I, I don't agree with with what I heard this morning. Well, I, I agree with you. I don't, I, I mean, I think it probably varies from car owner to car owner, but, I mean, the, the, the most famous one that I think of every time, and I've said it on this show more than once, and I don't mean to be boorish about it, but uh, uh, Roger Penske fired Gary Bettenhausen after Bettenhausen had his bad sprint car crash in Syracuse in 1974. Penske fired him in his hospital bed. You know, so, uh, you know, you just... Uh, I know Bud Moore used to have a problem with uh, Bobby Allison racing all over the country during the week and then, uh, and you know, showing up uh, maybe, I don't know for a fact that he was ever under the weather or not 100% or anything like that when he drove for Bud because of it, but I know Bud wasn't too wild about uh, his driver uh, doing anything extracurricular like uh, going to other races when uh, a lot of people, as you said, are depending on him. Yeah, and, uh, you know, uh, Kyle Larson driving for Rick and then Rick being able, I think that might have been a stipulation of Kyle's before he would sign with Rick that he would get to go and do what he wanted to do. But that that's amazing to me that Rick let them go out and run every dirt race in the country. I think, he does. I think Bowman runs a lot of them and Larson runs a lot of them. So, yeah. you know. Yeah, they do. But it's a lot different than sitting in a race car with a helmet with a roll cage around you, and it is going down a ski slope with nothing. Well, yeah, I'm, I can't help but think of um, Sonny Bono. I mean, he got killed yeah. skiing, so yeah. you know. And I think he was. And and I will mention right now before it gets away, because if I put it off, I will forget about it. I didn't even print anything out about it. But there was a, a dirt car. USAC sprint car driver that lost his life last week at Lawrenceville, Kansas. Um, I think his name was Justin Owen, and we want to. Yeah, we want to. Pardon me. He was a champion out there. I think. Yeah, he was. He wasn't just an also ran. He was a, a, a an up front runner that, uh, that you know had it going on for him. Well, yeah. and, and, and then the videos out there, I saw it, and he went into the turn you know, and cocked it in there like you're supposed to, and it, it bicycled. It got up on the right side tires or wheels, and uh, and it started flipping. And uh, yeah. it looks it looks terrible, but, I mean, I've seen worse wrecks that people walked away from. But, you know, when you're, when you're flipping like that, it, even with the Hans device and the roll cage and all that stuff, it just shows, uh, it just shows again that, you know, they're – People got killed in race cars when they went 20 miles an hour, and they get killed in them when they go 220. So it's, you know, that's just the nature of the beast. Yes, it is. Yeah. Sad, sad deal. But fortunately, I've been working on race cars now for 50 years. Made, made a living out of racing, working on race cars for 50 years. And, and the one thing I can say that I've never had a driver severely hurt, much less killed, in one of the cars that we work on. That's the one thing we make sure that we... We have safe cars, and and I agree with that. I, I I mean, how could I disagree with you? But you know, I don't think anybody. I, I mean, I could be wrong. You know a whole lot more about it than I do. But I can't imagine any any car owner 
with a conscience that would send a driver out saying, well, maybe I could have done a little bit more to this car, but I'm going to let him run it anyway. I mean, I, I would imagine everybody, Bud Moore lost two drive, and I always go back to Bud Moore because he's closest to me, closer to me than anybody, but he lost, lost two drivers in a year, and it was just the way racing was back then. I mean, with the Billy Wade, I, I don't, you know, they, they talk about Joe Weatherly and the, and the, if he'd had a window net, might have saved. A window net would have done nothing for Joe Weatherly. I mean, that that, no. that nothing was going to save him unless they had the seat in the middle of the over the drive shaft or something. Yeah, he'd need a full containment seat. Yeah, yeah. Well, Mike, one of those seats that, seats that completely surround you. Yeah, yeah. That's uh. Well, Mike, I'm gonna let you go. I appreciate you coming on. I'd really like to have you next week to to break down what happens uh, today at five o'clock. And uh, and you said it's a hundred minute race, so it's an hour and forty minutes. And I was looking at the time of the race on the for the television, and I said, yeah, that's a that's not even a two hour race. So uh, anyway, if you can, well, we'll talk. My- about- since my brother's taking up fishing, I'll, I'll be the one that you can you can call in. Well, <laughs> call on, you can call you can call on me since, since I'll, I'll help him out. He's he's taking up fishing now. So and, and I I said it last week. He can come back to this show anytime he wants to. I haven't we haven't taken his name off the opening credits yet. So uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I told him to take him off, but they haven't done it yet. So. <laughs> Anyway, even if they do, uh, Alan Hill is welcome on this show anytime. And you are too, Mike. And appreciate so much you coming on. I know you're a – we love you because you're still doing it. And uh, we love to have people on here like you and Jeremy Clements and Jeremy's father last week, Tony Clements, that uh, – I mean, you're still out there doing it. So, I mean, how can you have a better source of information? Yeah. Well, we try. <laughs> we do. And yeah. you, you do great. Thank you very much, uh, uh, Mike and uh, – Hopefully we'll talk to you next week, and good luck today out at Long Beach. We're going to need all that luck. Thank you very much, Perry. All right, buddy. Thank you. That's Mike Hill, uh, and he's a great, great source for this show and also one of our best listeners. I mean, if it wasn't for him, we'd only have about four people listening. So, uh, Hannah, you don't have a thing to worry about. Nobody's out there. Nobody listens to this show around the world. On the internet and and our uh, listen live app, so uh, we uh, we are going to go to the spring game, and it was your idea. And thank you so much for coming up with that. I'm excited. It'll be a fun trip. And Always we, good to go down to Columbia. And we can't lose. No, we can't lose either way. <laughs> hey, you know, every year when we've been to this thing before, and I know one year we went. They all I don't know if they'll do it this year or not, but they always have like a a, a trick play where they throw it down to somebody in the end zone that you know that you don't expect to run out of the crowd and catch the ball. And I, I know one year we went, and it was uh, Dawn Staley, mm-hmm. and she caught it. She did. And I can't. It seems like I. It seems like I could remember some of the other ones, but right now I don't. But who do you think would be a candidate for that today? Can't be mm-hmm. Dawn Staley. I've got an idea, but you go. You, you got an idea who might run out and catch it? That's tricky. I'd love to say someone from the baseball team, but they'll be in Nashville at 3 o'clock playing a game. So, And they, I tell you what, well, I'll get to that in a second. Uh, but I don't know. They kicked butt last night. I mean, it was mm-hmm. home run derby. They lead the country in the home runs, and they got almost all their runs through home runs, or at least until they took the lead, and then they were getting them mm-hmm. 
squeeze plays and all sorts of things. They look fantastic. It was fun to watch. It was fun to watch, and it ticks me off. I'm still mad about losing that second game to LSU last I week because we had that one in our pocket. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway. Who's your guess? Aaliyah Boston. Really? You don't think she'll be in Indiana? No. Not yet? Not yet. I mean, not. I mean, maybe she'll be there tomorrow, and maybe she's there right now. But tonight, I'll say she'll be in the end zone, and uh, and uh, Spencer Rattler is going to complete one to Aaliyah Boston. That's my prediction. Hmm. Okay. We'll have to see what happens. We will be there to find out. Well, let's take our next break, our last break, and come back. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. It's time for Slam Dunk Savings this month at Greer Nissan. Get in the game and save big on your favorite Nissan models. Drive a new Sentra or Frontier. Your choice. Lease for only $199 a month. Score big in a new Nissan Rogue. Lease for only $299 a month. Or get financing as low as 0%. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Come see us on Wade Hampton Boulevard or shop online 24-7 at GreerNissan.com. Business owners, have product or material you need moved, shipped, stored? Upstate Logistics in Spartanburg has the expertise in transportation and warehousing you're looking for in Spartanburg County and beyond. For over a decade, Upstate Logistics has provided businesses with storage and logistics services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. Upstate Logistics, proud to be a part of our community, serving Spartanburg County and beyond since 2005. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and inventory moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. That's UpstateLogistics.com. Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. You can't predict what is going to happen, but you can plan. When was the last time you reviewed your financial plan? Financial advisor Trent Lancaster and Janie Montgomery Scott Spartanburg office can help you plan for the what-ifs to guide you in working toward a secure financial future that keeps you on track to meet your financial goals. A financial plan can help you with goals such as planning for retirement, educating your children or grandchildren, and passing on your wealth to the people and causes that are most important to you. Take the first step. Let Trent help you establish a plan today designed to protect you for whatever happens tomorrow. Call today at 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Jenny Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. The BMW Charity Pro-Am presented by TD Cinex has been a staple of the Upstate community for more than two decades. The BMW Charity Pro-Am brings the Upstate a fun and entertaining week centered around professional athletes and world-renowned celebrities and raises money and awareness for South Carolina charities. Tournament week this year is June 5th through 11th and includes golf clinics, concerts, a sustainability luncheon at Bon Secours Wellness Arena, a ladies' luncheon and golf clinic at Carolina Country Club and Chapman Cultural Center, the BMW Charity Pro-Am, June 8th through 11th at Carolina Country Club and the Thornblade Club. 
The Country Meat Center in Woodruff is well known for our great cuts of beef, pork, and chicken. But we're so much more than just a great butcher shop. We also offer locally grown produce, delicious cakes and pies, a fully stocked deli with boar's head meats and cheeses, seafood brought in fresh from Charleston, as well as a great selection of wild game like bison, ostrich, and kangaroo for the adventurous home chef. We are locally owned and operated and will be happy to fill all your grocery needs. Shop local at the Country Meat Center located at 10297 Highway 221, open 830 to 7, Monday through Saturday. While the weather is bad, get your gear ready now. Spartan Photo Center has the necessary tools to clean your cameras and lenses. They do mirrorless and DSLR sensor cleanings, and don't forget about your tripods. Spartan Photo Center stocks the quick releases to mount your camera to the tripod, as well as Manfrotto and Bogan tripod parts to fix the one you have. Or you can get a new Suray or Manfrotto tripod now before the weather turns nice and you need it. Don't forget Spartan Photo has camera bags, backpacks, and waterproof cases. Spartan Photo Center, 108 Garner Road, Spartanburg, or SpartanPhotoCenter.com. Spartanburg's radio home for Gamecock football. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, WSPG Spartanburg. McDonald's is hiring right now. Get more than just a job. Start building your future today. Working at McDonald's, you'll get paid time off, health care benefits, free employee meals, competitive wages, and a flexible schedule. Apply today at McDonald's.com slash made. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. McDonald's and McDonald's independently owned and operated franchisees are equal opportunity employers committed to a diverse and inclusive workforce. Most McDonald's restaurants are operated by franchisees who are independent employers and set their own employment policies and practices for their employees. The benefits described here are available at McDonald's-owned restaurants and participating franchisees. And welcome back to the final segment of Start Your Engines. And uh, start me up, Hannah, and we'll go to we'll go to Columbia. Sounds good. All right, let's run over some things here. I've got 13 minutes and 35 seconds to cover a bunch of stuff here. So, last week they ran the Cup race at Richmond on Sunday, and it was won by Kyle Larson. He had been uh, close to winning several races earlier, and a late caution flag always seemed to get in his way and spoil his plans, but it uh, didn't happen last week. Kyle Larson was the winner, and second was his teammate, Josh Berry, who uh, filling in for Chase Elliott and had his best finish of the year in that role. He'll be back to full-time Xfinity starting today. Uh, third was Ross Chastain, the watermelon man, who will be going back to Martinsville, where he pulled his Hail Melon move last year when he took his hands off the wheel, floored the car, and just scraped around the wall until he came to the finish line and make, made the playoffs. That move has been illegalized. So he won't do it again. Nobody will. Fourth was Christopher Bell. Fifth, Kevin Harvick. Sixth, Michael McDowell. Seventh, uh, Kevin, uh, I'm sorry, um, Joey Logano. Eighth, Alex Bowman. Ninth, Ty Gibbs. And 10th was Brad Keselowski. The points going into uh, the race tomorrow. Of course, they take the first 16. So these are the guys that would be in the playoffs if it started today. And the first uh, seven of these are race winners, which automatically transfer over. William Byron is leading the points and the standings because he has two wins. The rest of these guys have only one win and are uh, differentiated by their stage points that they've accumulated. Second is Christopher Bell. Third, Kyle Larson. 
Fourth, Kyle, uh, Tyler Reddick. Fifth is Kyle Busch. Sixth, Joey Logano. And seventh, the Daytona 500 winner, Ricky Stenhouse. Now, the rest of these guys haven't won a race yet and are uh, ranked in order of their points. Ross Chastain is eighth. Kevin Harvick, ninth. Martin Truex, tenth. Brad Keselowski, eleventh. Ryan Blaney, twelfth. Alex Bowman, thirteenth. Denny Hamlin, fourteenth. Austin Sendrick, fifteenth. And right now, the last guy to get in would be Chris Boucher in 16th position. On the outside, looking in for right now, anyway, Michael McDowell is 17th. Ty Gibbs is 18th. My man Daniel Suarez in the Tootsie's Lounge Camaro is 19th. And Chase Briscoe is 20th. They will race tomorrow uh, at 3 o'clock on FS1 and the NOCO 400. What a NOCO is, I have no idea. And uh, probably won't find out because the when they have the races on TV, they don't usually mention the corporate sponsor's uh, name unless they buy time on the show. Xfinity was off last week, so they're uh, they're um, going to race this afternoon, and hopefully Jeremy will snap out of his uh, one bad race, and it did cost him, but there's a long way to go. The points as of right now in the top 12 uh, transfer over to the playoffs. Got plenty of time. But Austin Hill has already won three races, and he is in first place. John Hunter Nemechek is second. Chandler Smith is third. And uh, Sammy Smith is fourth. They are all race winners. The remaining uh, drivers in the top 12, Riley Herbst is fifth. Josh Berry sixth. Justin Allgaier seventh. Sheldon Creed is eighth. Sam Mayer ninth. Cole Custer is tenth. Daniel Hemrick is 11th, and pit road reporter Parker Klingerman is 12th and doing a real good job. On the outside looking in right now, Ryan Sieg, Brandon Jones, Jeb Burton, Brett Moffitt, Anthony Alfredo, Parker Retzlaff, and 19th, 73 points out of the top 12, is our man Jeremy Clements. Hopefully, Jeremy will have a good race at Martinsville, and he, if he does, he'll be doing it from the 22nd starting position because the qualifications were held yesterday and Cole Custer is on the pole. John Hunter Nemechek is second. Um, Sheldon Creed is third. Fourth is this Parker Retzlaff, which I don't know anything about him, and he's driving the funk away Chevrolet. So we'll see how uh, evidently he's, he's pretty good at Martinsville. So um, you have to look all the way down to Row 11, and uh, Parker Klingerman is on the inside of that row, and Jeremy's on the outside. So uh, good luck to Jeremy. There's uh, 37 cars in the race, and hopefully we'll have something good to report after this week. ARCA is off until uh, a couple of weeks. Nope, next Saturday. According to this, (laughs) if I wrote it right last night, uh, they will be running at Talladega in the General Tire 200. That will be at 12.30 next Saturday on FS1. They've only had two races so far in ARCA, and the points are Greg Van Alts is first, Frankie Muniz is second, Tony Constantino is third, Jesse Love fourth, Christian Rose is fifth, Jack Wood, no relation to me, is sixth, seventh, Tyler Reef, the young 15-year-old from out in California, is seventh, by way of his victory uh, at um, Phoenix. Eighth is Connor Mozak. Ninth is 
and I put a staple right on it, but it's Andres Perez de Lara. Did I say that right? Sounded pretty good. Sounded pretty good. And 10th is Tony Brightinger, who is married to the linebacker for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, I think it is. So anyway, that's ARCA. They don't run till next week. Indy. Indianapolis cars will run tomorrow, head-to-head at 3 o'clock with the NASCAR. I will be switching back and forth. They've only run two races, but the point leader hasn't won, didn't win either one of them. Patricio O'Ward is first. Second is Marcus Erickson. Third, he is a race winner. Third is Scott Dixon. Fourth, Joseph Newgarten, the Texas winner. Is fourth. Fifth is Alex Pillow. Sixth, David Malalukas. Seventh, Callum Eilat. Eighth, Scott McLaughlin. Ninth, Will Power. And tenth is Alexander Rossi. And as I said, they will be qualifying today, and they will um, run tomorrow afternoon. As I mentioned, 5 o'clock, as we just uh, talked about with Mike Hill, the IMSA World Sports Car Championship uh, Acura Grand Prix of Long Beach will be on at 5 o'clock on USA. Uh, that will also be on Peacock, and I will be watching it in Columbia. Um, of course, the point standings as of right now, Pipo Durrani, Alexander Sims, and Jack Aiken are the top, uh, are, are in first place, and that's our car. That's our team. That's the Action Express Motorsports team, um, and we'll be pulling for them. They're starting seventh. Now, there's only eight cars in this top category, so... Uh, like uh, Mike says, they got 100 minutes to get to the front, so we'll see if they can do it. Second is the team, uh, the main driver there. Main drivers, I guess, are um, Felipe Albuquerque and Ricky Taylor. Third is Scott Dixon and Ringer Van der Zander, Zandy and Seabass, Sebastian Bourdais. Call him Seabass. I like that nickname. And so on and so forth. So anyway, they will be running uh, at 5 o'clock today in the Grand Prix of Long Beach. Formula One is off, as I mentioned this week, because uh, they were supposed to run the Chinese Grand Prix tomorrow, but it was canceled way back even before the season started, so it left them uh, almost, I think, two days shy of a whole month off, four weeks off. But they've had three races so far, and Max Verstappen won two of them, and his teammate Sergio Perez won the other one. So um, they are way out front and it looks like uh, that's the way it pretty much may be for the rest of the year as it was last year although uh, some of the other teams are making noise that they're going to be catching up with them. Fernando Alonso is third in the points, fourth Lewis Hamilton, fifth fifth Lance Stahl, sixth Carlos Sainz seventh George Russell eighth is uh, Lando Norris, ninth Nico Hulkenberg who drives the car out of Charlotte or a Haas and 10th is Charles Leclerc. Looking on down, the other uh, Charlotte car, the Haas Ferrari, is driven by Kevin Magnuson. He is 18th. And Logan Sargent is also tied for 18th. He has one point. And I've been saying that we're going to talk a little bit more about Logan Sargent. I didn't leave myself as much time as I wanted to, but I can tell you that I was prepared to talk about him. And I, uh, I can say that he was born on Christmas Eve, um, New Year's Eve. December 31st, 2000. Hannah, he's just a little bit younger than you are. I know it. And you're not even a Formula One driver, but he's not a school teacher, so <laughs> it works out. He was born in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, where he lives. 
He uh, currently drives for the Williams Mercedes Formula One team. He started in go-karts, worked his way up to the some of the lower Formula Series. He went to the Renault Euro Cup, where he um, started winning races, most notably at the Nürburgring, and that, as the only Grand Prix track I've ever been to, the Nürburgring is, uh, when I went, it was 14 miles long. I think they've shortened it up to about eight, seven or eight now, but it's still a heck of a track. He went to Formula 3 in 2019, and uh, he didn't do so well in the championship, but he got a lot of experience. And 2020, he did start winning in Formula uh, 3 and uh, at Silverstone, most notably, and he finished third in the standings. He, uh, 2021, he, uh, he finished seventh in the points, but he went to the, uh, um, the driving school that uh, Williams has for its drivers, and it was announced in July of 2022, last year, at the Austria, Austrian Grand Prix, that he would become a Formula One driver for Williams. And that's where he is right now, and he has one um, point so far. It's hard to get points in Formula One. And the uh, so that's uh, a little insight into America's only Formula One driver, Logan Sargent. And we wish him the best. And, uh, of course, next year or maybe the year after that, we may have a Formula One team, it looks like, with Andretti, Michael Andretti, uh, heading it up. And I can't wait for that. Okay, quickly, TV Today. Um Right now, 11.45, IndyCar practice is on Peacock from Long Beach. IndyCar qualifying will be at 3.05 from Long Beach, and that's on Peacock. At 4.30, NASCAR Cup qualifying will be on FS2, if you can find that someplace. And then at 5 o'clock, the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship race is on USA, as we talked to Mike Hill about our Whalen Engineering Car Cadillac is starting seventh. That's a 100-minute race, so uh, watch quickly on USA. I'll be watching in Columbia on Peacock. Tomorrow, the cup race is at 3 o'clock at Martinsville on FS1, head-to-head with uh, the IndyCar race, which actually starts at 3.30, and that's on NBC and Peacock from Long Beach. And uh, that about does it. Hannah? we got a minute left. Well, thank you for having me. It was a lot of fun. I think I will come back maybe. Well, let me ask you this now. Okay. Do you, do you think you might want to give up school teaching for showbiz? I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, this is the big time. Well, I don't know. I'm pretty happy with my six- and seven-year-olds. i tell you something about Hannah. I mean, I was thrilled for her to get a job so quickly and doing what she wants to do, which is what everybody should when they get a job, it should be something they want to do and not kicking people out of the bank like I do. But um, I guess the only bad part of it was when she started saying, go Tigers. But, oh, no. But go it, E.P. Todd Tigers. Yes, the E.P. Todd. The only kind of Tigers we like. That's a, Well, Tony Tiger. I had some of that for breakfast the other day. That's but, uh, true. Um, we, uh, we pull for the Gamecocks, but we will tolerate Tigers on an elementary level. Yes, that's so, it. That's it. So anyway, thank you everyone for uh, listening today. Lanny, we appreciate everything you do. I meant to thank you earlier, but I forgot. He maintains our website and our Facebook page. 
Natalie, nobody's coming to Applebee's that I know of, but the rest of you, keep it between the fences. You've been listening to Start Your Engines. Tune in each Saturday morning at 10 during the season for the very latest in auto racing news, interviews, and guests from around the sport. To find out more or order Perry Allen Woods books on motorsports, visit McFarlandBooks.com. Start Your Engines has been a presentation of Fox Sports Spartanburg, LLC. All rights reserved. of Open Mic, weekdays from 3 to 6, Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, WSPG Spartanburg.